Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. U.S. President Biden has announced American troops will be out of Iraq by year's end. Now, I think Iran will step in with its proxies, and ISIS will probably re-emerge. In Afghanistan, the Taliban are already claiming huge swaths of the country as the U.S. pulls out, and the Afghan army is suffering defeats and defections. We're going to be speaking with Major General Jeffrey Schlosser later on this hour, former commanding officer of the United States 101st Airborne Division. He was the commander in Afghanistan. And uh, we'll also complete last week's interview with the general on his book, Marathon War, which is about Afghanistan. And it is a great, great book. If you want to read a really excellent book about military, Marathon War, we'll do it for you. It's very honest. Now, there was a webinar at uh, Frontier Center, a think tank I'm sure you're aware of, and it was hosted by 27-year Canadian Armed Forces veteran, Lieutenant Colonel David Redman. Colonel Redman is also the former director of the Alberta Emergency Management Agency. He's been on this program before. And Colonel Redman holds that Canada's Prime Minister, the Premiers, and the Medical Officers of Health must be held responsible for Canada's response to COVID, particularly for maintaining and extending this lockdown model, or the one that we um, lived through. And everyone is now saying, everyone I know, is saying no more lockdowns. Uh, Are you getting that from politicians, from medical professionals, from the business community? Goldie Hyder, the president of the Business Council of Canada, said that last weekend on this program, no more lockdowns. People, I, I don't think people can tolerate more lockdowns. Colonel Redmond, how are you? I'm outstanding. How about you, Roy? I'm 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 doing just almost as well as you. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the show. I've always enjoyed our conversations. You certainly create a lot of dialogue between me and my listeners. So um, let me begin, and I, you you tell me you can correct course anytime, Colonel, as you wish. But, but you, you have said and you wrote that the world had choices in early 2020 when COVID appeared globally and began to spread and caused severe illness and deaths. Emergency measures, and this is from our last conversation. Well, we've had a couple on the air. But our first conversation, you said, emergency measures were in place and approved by federal governments, provincial governments, and medical officers of health. Is that correct? Every province and territory in Canada, as well as the federal government, had a COVID, not COVID, but had a pandemic influenza plan that was based on best lessons learned from every pandemic. And if we had followed them, we would not have followed the lockdown model that we did. So everybody had, they were all there. Everybody was aware of them. They weren't hidden away. They hadn't gathered dust. They were there and they were approved and they were ready to go. Yes. Correct. They had been updated routinely, and they were available to the premiers in every province and territory, as well as the federal government to the prime minister. So, Colonel Redmond, what did those emergency measures that were approved call for? What would the response to COVID have been had those measures been followed? In, uh, in the position paper that I've written and that I've published on the Frontier Center for Public Policy, it very clearly shows that you follow an emergency management process. And that starts with looking at the actual hazard that is coming at you. 
in this case, in February and March, we knew that COVID-19 was very age-specific. It was killing 95% worldwide, people over the age of 60, with severe multiple comorbidities. Therefore, we should have targeted protection to the people in Canada over the age of 60, and we should have encouraged the people under the age of 60 to carry on with their lives with confidence. Um, I have put these together, these questions together, in a form that makes sense to me. If it doesn't make sense to you, I'm going to tell you again, please, or ask you again, to please change course as you choose, as as you think is appropriate, because I want to hear your thoughts on, on your position paper. So we just talked about what the emergency measures would, would have called for um, or did call for, and they were ignored. Was COVID sufficiently, <clears throat> pardon me, at any time um, impactful, sufficiently impactful to justify moving away, navigating away from those approved emergency pandemic responses at any time, was it? In my opinion, no. Because if you had done the correct process in February and March, you would have been able to explain to the public, first of all, you would have been able to issue a written plan which would have shown exactly what the government response was going to be and why. But what we didn't do is we waited until the declaration of the pandemic, and then we followed the failed practice that had come out of China of lockdowns. What do you say, I'm going to insert a question here, what do you say to the decision taken by the Alberta Public Officer of Health, Dr. Henshaw, and supported by the uh, Kenny government, that effective immediately, contact tracing is over, and by the 16th of August, if you test positive for COVID, it's recommended that you quarantine yourself, but not required. What do you think of that? Okay, so let's break down the the whole of what they've done. In fact, what, what they've announced, with the exception of the very last statement, they have done what I would have recommended to do in March of 2020. We should never have found ourselves in lockdowns, the use of non-pharmaceutical interventions to control this disease, because we already knew from the WHO document, last published in September of 2019, that non-pharmaceutical interventions do not significantly decrease the spread of a virus. They should not have been used in the way they were done. And if we thought lockdowns were actually decreasing the spread of COVID-19, there have been over 35 peer-reviewed studies by the best infectious disease doctors in the world that prove that NPIs, again, do not stop the spread. So with the exception of the very last statement, I would still say that the one NPI that should be being followed is if you are sick, stay home. And to repeat, what you're telling us is procedure that was approved provincially and federally prior to the arrival of COVID in the event that this kind of pandemic reality, flu pandemic occurred. Yes? Yes. The the pandemic influenza plans should have been taken and tailored for the specific virus that was arriving, in this case, COVID-19. 
And in this case, it was significantly easier than might have been because it was so age-specific. Colonel Redmond, let me then go to the question that I uh, that I, I want you to answer, and you dealt with this on your webinar on the position uh, paper on, on uh, the provincial and federal response to COVID. Our governments chose the lockdowns, shuttered the economies of the nation and the provinces. The people who decided on the lockdowns still will tell you, as you well know, that it was the correct approach. What do you say to them? What do you say to the prime minister, the premiers, and the medical officers of health? What do you say to them? I say that it was exactly the wrong approach, and it has killed way more than it could possibly have saved. The problem is, is we knew this based on the uh, non-pharmaceutical intervention documents and all the previous lessons learned. We knew that NPIs, if used, would have severe collateral damage. But even worse, they do nothing to protect the people who were most at risk. So out of the 26,000 deaths in Canada, 25,000 of them, no, over 95% have been in our seniors, and we did nothing to specifically target perfection for them. Now, that means that probably uh, the 73% that died in our long-term care homes may have been saved. And that's because the wrong response was followed. But the collateral damage I'm talking about is mental health, societal health, the crushing of our children's education and social development, the deaths from other severe diseases that went undiagnosed and untreated because of lockdowns, and the massive impact on our economy and our national debt. And for people that say even talking about the national debt is unconscionable because you're putting money before lives, I'm saying exactly the opposite. Let's be clear that when you take the national debt, the federal debt alone, from $750 billion to $1.4 trillion, servicing of that debt from now on will cost more than the entire national defense budget, and that's just to pay the interest. That means less transfers for mental health, social health, and other social programs. Who uh, Who is on side with you today on the position that you explained and which was negotiated, as you explained to us, in 2005? It was in place. It was negotiated by the provinces and the federal government. We're all on board on how to respond to um, a flu pandemic and then tailor it to whatever the flu happens to be. In this case, it was covid who, who's on your side? I've seen emails, Colonel Redmond, and you're not surprised by this, completely discounting your experience and your leadership in establishing emergency management policies. Who will stand up and say to you, to sit, stand beside you today and say, yeah, we agree with Colonel Redmond? Who? I have, uh, I have a number of people who have worked with me behind the scenes but who live in fear of their continued employment if they speak up. But there are certainly, if you look at the uh, the information on the use of NPIs, the best infectious disease doctors in the world got together and wrote the Great Barrington Declaration, ignored. The same group, plus many, many more, wrote 35 different studies that prove that the use of these NPIs, lockdowns, if you will, comparing similar countries with the same geography, the same climate, the same types of medical systems, that these NPIs didn't have any significant impact on the spread of the disease. Those studies ignored. The people who try and speak up in mainstream media are censored. 
So there are many that agree they have simply not been heard. Okay, I've never been censored. I've never been told that I can't put you on the air. It's never been suggested to me that I should not speak with you. I also spoke with Dr. J. Bhattacharya, one of the authors of the Great Barrington Declaration. I have never been told by the people I work for that I should not speak to someone or I should not ask certain questions. So I want you to be aware of that. And, you know, you and I have talked before. So um, there's, a, there's, this, there's this feeling that uh, and it may be other people. It's happening to other people. I don't know. But it certainly has never been the case with me. I just want to make that clear. Um, I do appreciate I'm sorry? That's good, but that's certainly not the experience that I've had and that people who, uh, who I've worked with have had. I had a full documentary done, came to my house, filmed me, filmed Dr. Ari Jaffe, uh, went and saw many other people, put together the documentary, and had his career threatened. That documentary has never been aired. Hmm. Well, we're actually going to be speaking about freedom of expression to start tomorrow's show. So... Uh, what are your thoughts? Because we know another pandemic is going to happen. We know. It's, it's not a question of if, it's a matter of when. Absolutely. Uh, uh, are, you, are you confident that, I suppose I know the answer to should never ask a question I think I know the answer to. Um, although I do that with politicians. I always say to them, always assume I have the answer before I ask you the question. But are you confident at all that if, when the next pandemic hits, that a more thoughtful, from your perspective, more thoughtful approach will be taken? Absolutely not. We're not done with this one. No, we're you, not. Uh, you wait till you see the fourth wave that is now being touted by uh, the medical officers of health and uh, some premiers. Uh, they intend to follow the, exactly the same process. We've had 16 months of a relentless campaign of fear to ensure that compliance are done and to ignore any evidence that this is the wrong response. So I believe we will see this response repeated this fall as case counts go up and you never manage a pandemic by case counts, but that's another long discussion we can have. Let me ask you so one I more think question. We're not even done with this one. Yeah, let me ask we just have a couple of seconds here. Where can people find the actual protocols from the emergency management plan that was in place? in 2005. Where is it available? Okay, so first of all, if you go to the Frontier Center for uh, Public Policy, you will find a copy of my paper, Canada's Deadly Response to COVID-19. And in that paper, you can find uh, links to those provincial plans. You can also go to pandemicalternative.org, and copies of every one of those plans are listed on that website. If you want to hear more, Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.